This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. All right, so let's uh, deal with that story then that has, uh, well, uh, been uh, quite uh, focused a lot of attention. Of course, there's been uh, a lot of reaction to the news that six people have been arrested and detained in connection with the murder of South African rapper Keenan Jared Forbes, uh, popularly known as AKA, and his uh, former manager and friend Tibelo uh, Tibbs uh, Motswani. Uh, this was confirmed by the police minister Pegdele yesterday. The six suspects uh, were due to appear in court on Thursday, uh, or are due to appear in court on Thursday, uh, and at a late-night conference at uh, the SAB's uh, headquarters in Durban yesterday. Uh, the, the minister also said they did not specify which court they would appear in. Let's speak to... Um, the minister spokesperson, Lorenzo Temba, who joins us on the line. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for taking our call. Good morning, CT, and good morning to your listeners. So, the, the well, firstly, the late night press conference, as I've just been described, um, was that as a consequence of, you know, I guess, uh, developments coming from across the border? Is what, anyway, it seems uh, um, the story had been leaked to the media in that part of the world. Is that what forced the, um, you know, the minister to come out and uh, address the, the, the matter? Well, Kitty, it's twofold, right? Um, as we know, over the year that um, this uh, crime took place in February last year, the police have been really been keeping their cards very close to their chest. And mm. we know that it was a prosecutorial-led investigation. They had to do that because they knew that anything else would have jeopardized the case. We saw how the revelation from our neighboring country actually resulted in one of the suspects um, you know, fleeing, and the suspect is still being sought after. So it was really just to make sure that the SAPS has all its ducks in a row, and more than anything, they're able to, you know, reveal to not only the family of uh, Tibbs and AK, AKA, but to the whole um, nation that they believe that they have the right people, and they hope that uh, this sort of case is going to stand the test of time in court. What can you say? If you, what's your, if you can just uh, add a little bit more, Lorenzo, um, in, you know, share a bit more in terms of uh, who the suspects are and uh, just how they've been linked to this crime. Yeah, so as you've mentioned, six suspects have been arrested. They are in custody as we speak. Two are not in South Africa. Extradition um, processes are currently unfolding and they will really guide us as to when they will be back to face the law in the country. But we know that the first arrest, uh, TT, took place on the 22nd of April. And we believe that this person was ar- who was arrested on that date was the organizer of the firearms as well as the vehicle. Um, very interesting. The same person has um, parallel cases, uh, TT, ranging from murder as well as possession of unlicensed firearms. Uh, these um, cases also happen in the KZN province. And on the 24th of October... Uh, the spotter, one of the spotters, was arrested. He, too, has parallel cases. And on the 14th of December, we also saw the second shooter being um, apprehended. He, too, has parallel cases. Uh, the 24th of February, TT, um, another shooter has also been um, arrested. 
also has power cases. And on the 24th and the 27th of February, we then um, saw the police um, arresting the coordinator as well as a spotter for the crime. So there's a total of about six um, people that have been um, apprehended and arrested for uh, their alleged involvement in the Mm. murders. But also very interesting to note that four of the accused have parallel cases, which Mm. means that they have done this uh, several times. So the four, uh, you mentioned that there's two that are still uh, in uh, Swatini. Um, this, uh, which would mean that what four are currently in custody in South Africa. Is that correct? Correct. That All is right. correct. And then uh, as for the two, um, are you confident that the extradition process, it's just the admin, the admin that goes with that, that needs to now be followed. But there is an undertake, there is a commitment uh, to hand them over that we're not going to find ourselves uh, uh, in a Bushiri situation. From uh, the, the sort of conversations that the SAPS is having with their um, counterparts in uh, Eswatini, this is the case. Um, we know that Interpol was also roped in TT to basically um, make sure that uh, we bring to book these, uh, these individuals. Um, very important to note, um, TT, that investigations are still happening. The, the, the provincial commissioner of the KZN yesterday made uh, mention that um, they are also still looking for more people or the one person that we know for a fact has arrested, uh, or rather has, 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 has um, run away. Mm. Uh, but um, we, we, we don't have any doubt. We don't have any reason to have any doubt as a police ministry that mm. these people will not be returned back home. Mm. Um, the, the first prize really is that all six appear in court tomorrow altogether. But as I've mentioned, that it really depends on the the process of the of the of of the extradition uh, to back back to South Africa. Okay, uh, and uh, in just uh, in terms of um, what uh, the minister was, or at least what the commissioner spoke about. Uh, you know, in fact, before I get to that one, the the, the cases, as you said, there are parallel matters that uh, uh, some of the at least four of these suspects actually four separate charges that there or other matters that. Uh, in which they are facing charges. Um, what are the nature of those uh, crimes? And also, um, are those matters that are currently in court or uh, they've already been through the court processes? It's very hard to tell from, from, the, uh, from the information that I have here mm. because um, it's not just one or two. It's quite a few matters that they do have mm. um, that, are, that are ongoing. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here with the cast numbers. But, for example, um, we have one of the spotters who is accused of killing two people. Mm. Um, and, 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 and this basically just shows you of the, the sort of... Um, the culture of Isengazi in the KZN. You know, the Minister of Police once said this before mm. around how the, the KZN province seems to be breeding um, hitmen. And I think what I do want to say about this uh, from the police ministry and the SAPS management is that uh, seemingly the police are starting to make breakthroughs in such cases. They take time, they take the, um, diligent work from the police, mm. but ultimately it does result to some sort of breakthrough. Um, and, and also it's very hard for South Africans to, to wait and see. Um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of speculations that were banded about around why police are not making arrests. But it's very important that um, detectives are given the space to basically do their work and as best as they can. What's important here, CT, is that even Gabi are usually hired by someone or mm. some people. And we um, heard the, the PC yesterday talking about how the coordinator is the one who 
made sure that there were um, firearms uh, mm. that were also rented out. Uh, there were there were bullets. Uh, there were about four cars: um, a Mercedes, uh, BMWs, as well as um, you know a Polo, two Polos, right? Mm. That were you know, rented out in the commission of the crime. So somebody has pulled this team together and has made sure that everybody gets paid. And we believe that that person is in the police hands. So mm. uh, the question that really came out strongly uh, last night from the journalist were asking, are we sure that this is the person mm. that did that? And our, and our investigations basically show us that. But could there be a person who paid that person to do yeah. it? Well, I think time will tell. What I also found uh, significant from what uh, General Mkwanazi said was that uh, they are also sure that this, they are certain that this was a hit uh, targeted at AKA, uh, you know, in particular, and that uh, tips may just be a case of collateral damage was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it must be heartbreaking for anyone to hear that, right? Mm. But um, the evidence really proves to the point that the person who was um, at the center of the target was definitely um, AKA. Um, We know this because we know that the spotters um, followed um, the musician from the airport. As soon as he landed, they followed him to his hotel and they subsequently even followed him to where he took his last breath, essentially. What we also know, uh, TT, is that um, the the investigators have told us that initially the hit was supposed to have taken place in the car that he was going to be using after his um, dinner or his meeting um, at at the said restaurant. But because uh, he was talking and saying bye to fans and friends outside and it was taking long, mm. the Izingabit were impatient and they basically decided to, 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 to take his life. Mm outside in full view of everyone and cctv cameras as well yep the cctv cameras have really i uh, think helped a lot in these uh, uh, cases lorenzo temba thank you very much for coming on i appreciate your time thank you so much Titi. so there you go then just a uh, further clarity and uh, lab- uh, on uh, what came out of last night's late briefing by the police minister and the police commissioner in kwazulu general this is the power breakfast 22 after 8 you've been listening to a power 98.7 podcast for more podcasts visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts